0: Power Women Podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Northern Power Women Podcast. I'm Sam Walker, Northern Power Woman in exile, of course, in Arizona right now, connecting with Northern Power Women Queen Bee, head honcho in Liverpool on a boat. It's Simone Roche. Hello. I am alive and afloat and that is that is all that is good with the world. How are you? <laughs> Very well, thank you. All right. I mean another week another week of thinking Is this really going on in our lives? I think my kind of daily waking routine has somewhat changed because I do that thing of waking up and thinking, oh, what have I got on today? Oh, we're in lockdown. And now I think that kind of realisation has sunk into a deeper level, so I don't have that sort of couple of minutes of bliss at the beginning of every day when I forget. But, of course, according to the great orange leader here in the US, Simone, everything's going to be up and running in a couple of weeks because money, right?
1: Yeah, you're all you're all over it. And and also don't even bother listening to the World Health Organization anyway, because you're just going back to work. Why not? Well, we're just going into another three weeks. That's what's just been announced in the last few minutes over here in uh, UK
0: Central. I know and goodness knows what's going to happen here. Do you know what? I've read some interesting articles this week about the economy and about the long-term impact that this lockdown will have, not just on our finances as individuals and as companies, but there are going to be health impacts as well. And I've, you know, I have read some articles saying, look, while some people are going to die from COVID, if there is a sort of loosening of lockdown, we have to realise that there are going to be some deaths to put a really blunt point on it. If the economic shutdown continues, I think it's it's not a simple argument. I don't actually envy any of the leaders around the world right now because I think it's, I mean, clearly unprecedented times. But, uh, you know, I was thinking, what would I do in their position? It's really tough. It is. It is really tough, isn't it? Because it's not an antidote. Um, it's not
1: going to solve this on its own, is it? Because, it, like you say, if the economy continues to nosedive, it's not just COVID that becomes the, the killer out there as well. Yeah. It's the it's the recession and it's the it's the worry. You know, all those people we can see in the UK here. The the uh, unemployment figures are and will continue, and are projected to go uh, through the roof more than it's been for for a long long time mm. so it's it's really yeah, yeah on the other hand that there's also sort of financial entities are, are forecasting that is going to be a very sort of quick flick recovery up um, so it's not going to be sort of lay on the floor it's going to s- swoop back up mm. according to the Office of Budgetary Budgetary Responsibility, another acronym this week OBR and and again like you say we're all talking about things that we we weren't talking about probably on our February podcast were we?
0: Absolutely, it is really challenging times and I think you know I've thought a lot this week about families who even before this virus were living paycheck to paycheck and you wonder how people like that are coping. I've got a good friend here in the States who works in the concert and promotions industry, well guess what her job was was put on hold a couple of weeks ago and now she is looking forward and to say, for, for example, the governor of California has said this week he's not going to allow any concerts to take place until there is a vaccine. Well, we're talking 2021 wow. at the earliest. So what about that whole gig economy, meaning concert economy, that's going on in the whole state of California being put on hold? That seems like a really momentous decision that's going to have a huge impact on so, so many people.
1: And it, it's strange, isn't it? Because right at this moment, I don't know about you, but I don't think I could... I couldn't really imagine standing in a football stadium, or or mm. in Arizona, world, a soccer stadium, or baseball, or a concert, or or being on a train or a plane. I couldn't imagine any of that. Mm. But at some point, at some point, there's going to be that uh, that switch down the line where, you know, what what is that new norm? What does our new norm become? I, I actually, I've, I've had at the very start of this some really bizarre dreams, like really crazy dreams yes. in, in one of them I woke up with Boris Johnson which was really bizarre um but <laughs> maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll have that in a late night edition I'm not too sure no I'm, I'm sorry I, I feel I'm so sure I'm a bit sick in my mouth sorry um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yesterday morning I actually woke up having woken from a dream about missing a train so the, the and that was almost back to that basic routine where you're running from one part of the UK yeah. to another, catching a train to a bus to a whatever, and it was it was really weird to for literally minutes just to be back in that normal looking at the departures board in Lime Street or Victoria or Euston or whatever maybe thinking, oh my god, I can't make it to platform four. You know, it's it's, it's really strange to and, and like you say, the impact that it has on the wider hospitality. Events workforce. Look, what's happening in you know Manchester Central, where we, God willing, will have our awards if it's safe and uh, you know and safe to do so in, in in December. But that that venue where you and I stood last year is is just it's taken on its first patients this week as the Nightingale Centre and uh, Nightingale Hospital at Manchester Central. It's, yeah. a, it's it's crazy how we we pivot so quickly into reacting to mm. to what's going on.
0: It is, and you made some interesting points. I mean, we were talking about the concert industry and the entertainment industry and and various other industries that right now are directly affected. But I wonder whether... People listening to this now, are you thinking that your working life is going to be very different once we come out of the other side of this? I mean, there's a podcast I'm working on here in the United States that that works with a lot of small businesses who are retailers. Now, of course, they're brick and mortar businesses, brick and mortar stores. They've had their doors closed because of the COVID restrictions. Now, a lot of them are getting really creative and actually for the first time have gone online. So we're talking about sort of little artisan stores in places like Jackson Hole and East Aurora in New York, you know, really kind of funky, quirky little towns. And these people had never really had an online presence before. And so they very quickly have started to pivot and do online content and have gone, wow, we didn't realise that actually our customers were a this loyal or b would help us and in, in, in our wider network so in fact they didn't realize their network had this power that could help their business pivot so i wonder whether people listening are thinking well okay my network was a was this but i always did a or b in my work life but actually my network can now facilitate me to work towards c or d so i think it's really interesting times for a lot of people
1: and I've got I've got an absolutely live example of that. The women's organization, as you, as you know, we've recorded our, our podcast live yes. from there. So they put a shout out today, which was all about the power of the internet. And it was, if you're a small business owner, please reply to this tweet with a link to your shop and details of what you're selling or tagging your favorite small business. So this was today and within a few hours, um, I, and I looked it up, it's, a, it's an organization in Bristol. And someone ordered a dress this morning and after all the fees it paid for my whole weekly shop with one pound 20 to spare buying from small business is massive and really huge to all of us yeah. so it's that you think it's a small thing like that but it's massive it's a massive massive yeah. difference that they they can make and I'm, i have to say i've been massively i think we've talked about this before i massively passionate about supporting the uh the small business particularly the we go back to the the event and the restaurant in, industry um, to all those suppliers. So Mick, the veg, uh, delivers my veg to me, um, and I, you know I chatted him at, at four meters distance last Saturday. You know, and he's saying 60% of our business was from the events industry. So yeah. whilst all of this, all of these smaller shops can't make up the difference, but actually, you know what? It is it is having an impact. And and I said, well, I hope you know I want my routine going forward to keep supporting you. Because one, I think I'm cooking better. I'm using better produce. I'm being more respectful to what I'm cooking with. I don't know. We're wasting less, so surely that's that as part of a routine is mm, is a yeah. is a real positive. And you know that's all got to us. You know that's not going to you know solve climate change on its own. But this morning on my walk, um, I power walked back after my routine of yoga. Then walk. What do we see out in the River Mersey? A pod of porpoises. Wow. Can you it? In the river Mersey, and and when I I came back thinking it was my eye, thinking that's that's not, it's clearly rubbish or something like that. And I looked and like we we started to see these very small things. And when I uh, went onto the uh, to Google Doctor, when I came back, um, yeah, there was a report and they're called harbour harbour porpoises. Wow. Um That are, you know, and obviously now because there's less traffic on the Mersey. Um, And that, yeah, they've they've come. They've come to visit the tomb, which is lovely. That's
0: that's wonderful. That is, and it is, isn't it? It's finding these small moments of joy in these really, really difficult times. Talking of joy, I want you to tell me, please, Simone, about Captain Tom.
1: Oh, my life. Captain Tom, when I was thinking about what, you know, uh, what I wanted to talk about um, it a few days ago, I thought, oh, I've got to talk about Captain Tom. He's becoming a, you know, a, quite frankly, a phenomenon. So he is, in two weeks' time, he will be 100 years old. And what he decided to do, to do his bit, not so long ago, he was he was in hospital, having an operation, and because of his love and respect for the NHS, he wanted to, you know, pay it forward and high-five those, those great heroes heroes, um, you know, in our front line. And so he decided that he would walk 100 laps of his garden before his 100th birthday with the ambition to raise £1,000 for the NHS charities. Can you believe it this morning? The the BBC covered it live. I mean, it's been on all the channels, but Captain Tom, uh, you know, this morning completed his 100th lap. And honestly, I, I can't even... He's actually raised just short of thirteen million pounds, and wow. he and he said, "I'm going to still go. As, as long as you've got an appetite for me to do this, I'm still going to keep walking around round my garden and do this." And I just thought, so this morning they had um, they had an army salute, so they had some um, some army regiments that went up, and they did a you know they they formed hmm. a guard, an honor guard in his garden, and, and you know what? It's stuff like that. And this guy, this hero, Captain. Tom, as he has, he's created such a real uplift. We talked about the Queen's speech, didn't we, last week? Yeah. Captain Tom, as another you know, 19, 99 year old um, veteran, has is there and lifted completely lifted. And um, um, your fellow journalist, friend, and BFF, I'm sure, Piers Morgan, has actually started a, a campaign today to get him knighted. And you know what? You can see it happening. You oh, it probably there is well, yeah. such a lot of love. There's a lot of love for Captain Tom. So, Just... if, if you haven't already, support him because that's a lot. That's a lot, isn't it? And that's that's an individual person. thinking they're going to raise a grand to suddenly... 13 million quid is, is, is quite a lot of dollar,
0: isn't it? It really is. And absolutely all power to him. What an incredible man. And a few comments that I've seen on social media, in fact, today, Simone, is, is people are getting sort of, I suppose, political about it and, and expanding that thought and saying, look, clearly the British people, we adore, we support, we passionately believe in the NHS. And the fact that even in these really difficult times, people have found the found the, the power to put their hand in their pocket and support Captain Tom and support the NHS, essentially, Do you think there's going to be a shift, perhaps, in the way people vote? Because historically, some parties have supported the NHS more than others. A lot of commentators I was seeing this morning saying, well, look, if there's clearly this passion for the NHS. Historically, certain parties have voted down the NHS, not voted to increase doctors or nurses salaries, not voted to produce extra funding. Are people going to vote differently in forthcoming elections? Are politics going to be changed by by the COVID as well?
1: Well, I think we're we're in a war, aren't we? We, you know, we are in this war with this pandemic, and we're fighting it with a different service. Obviously, we've got the support of the the armed forces and all of the caring communities and the social care, but you've got the N- NHS are front and centre on the battle lines and losing their lives in this in yeah. this fight. So, I think absolutely i think not only will the way they vote i think you know we've already seen sort of politics change and evolve over the last three or four years anyway and i think this this will you know this will bring a different type of um sort of campaign in you know in in future and but equally in the way that the money is being distributed from the covid campaigns into each of the regions as well Mm, i think you're seeing quite a lot of collaborative force um this week to to help support and i think there is that there is that collaborative way of working but i think it will absolutely i think impact uh, going forward in how we make those decisions mm-hmm. and how equally politicians have to put themselves forward as leaders and and what they're fighting for and what's important because as you rightly say so many in certain parties have um have voted against pay rises for nurses yeah
0: Right, do you know what it's time for? And I love the fact there's been such a massive response for this on social media. I've learned loads. I found myself listening to this portion of the podcast, Simone, and going out and telling my (laughs) husband, do you know what? I've just heard the most brilliant advice. So let's have a new one of our life lessons. This is where the brilliant Northern Power Women Network get in touch. We send out a bunch of questions. They choose five. They answer those five questions in their own unique way. And it is their life lessons. And these are brilliant little snippets to take through these tricks times who have we got this week simone we've got the
1: wonderful advita patel advita is an absolute legend she has been a Brilliant supporter of Northern Power Women, and if you remember one of our one of our kind of live events, I think we called in. We had a celebration event, and we called Advita in uh, to take part in a live panel discussion. And it wasn't till afterwards she says, "I've never spoken in public before," and since then it's just been the most amazing platform for this this young woman. She's wonderful. She's passionate, and uh, she has her own uh, brand called Combs Rebel, and and she is she's fantastic. And I cannot wait to hear what her life lessons
0: are they're absolutely cracking I just wanted to as an aside say Advita was the woman who taught me how to make Instagram stories I was completely clueless and it was at the Northern Power Women Christmas do in 2018 I went I don't even know how these work and she went right come on Walker I'll show you so thank you Advita (laughs) let's hear from her now then the brilliant Advita Patel with her life lessons
2: My name is Advita Patel and I am the director at Comtrouble, which is an internal communications and employee experience consultancy based in Manchester. The one piece of advice that has really stuck with me over the years is definitely a saying that was shared with me by a friend of mine, which is, you can't be everyone's cup of tea, otherwise you'd be a mug. And she shared this with me when i was panicking about writing a blog in case people didn't like what i was writing or my opinions and she said as long as i'm authentic to myself and i was adding value to the network around me then that was the main thing and i shouldn't live my life worrying about everybody else and i should just crack on otherwise i'd be an absolute mug if i was trying to please everybody and she couldn't have been more right So one piece of advice I would pass on to somebody who is starting their career today is definitely ask all the questions. There's no such thing as a stupid question and there's no such thing as too many questions. Keep asking them, keep developing and keep growing and you won't regret it for a minute. When have I faced imposter syndrome and what have I done about this? I probably face imposter syndrome every single day of my life and it's something that I have just learned to live with and I understand what my triggers are and I have various different techniques that I try to beat this. One of the ones that works really well for me is keeping record of really good feedback and positive comments that people have shared with me throughout my career. And when I'm feeling a bit low or when my imposter is telling me that I can't do this, I normally refer to it, read the comments and then give myself a little bit of boost so that I know I can get out there and do what I need to do. One time I've had to be resilient, I would say right now. We're going through this terrible crisis with Corona and COVID-19. And it's really taught me a lot about myself. It's allowed me to think more about where I want my business to go and what I need to do to be more resilient in order to be a success once this terrible crisis is over. When did I last take a risk and what happened? I have to say, the last time I probably took a big risk was when I made the decision that I wanted to set my own business up. So that was around about two and a half years ago. I was already in a steady job, I was receiving a regular income, but I knew I had a greater purpose and I wanted to do more with my career and I wanted to work with more people from across the world, really, rather just the UK. So I took the chance, I set my business up, Coms Rebel, and even with everything that's going on currently in this climate i don't regret it for a minute
1: brilliant as ever a beta and if you've got any life lessons you want to share or if there's a question you want us to discuss or a topic please get in touch podcast at northernpowerwomen.com
0: we would really love to hear from you. So yeah, anything you'd like to add, questions you'd like raise? as Simone said, topics you'd like us to chew the fat over, it's your podcast. And this is a time actually when I think just networking and hearing from role models like Advita and linking in with mentors is a really powerful thing you can do to kind of help us through these crazy times. As well, of course, another thing to do to help us through these crazy times, Simone, I've been loving the social media updates, the power of the jigsaw. <laughs> oh.
1: You know, I, I I completed the jigsaw. And so I was so thrilled to bits to, to uh, complete the jigsaw that I went back to the Rose's jigsaw that I could not solve. Albeit, I tried to do it on the roof of the boat and it was a little bit windy. So we're now a few pieces down or maybe <laughs> that was on purpose. But so so the Rose's jigsaw is, is drowned, but I've got a new one. And equally, I want to see Dawn French. Did you see this week? Dawn
0: French has just completed her jigsaw. So I say, let's jigsaw swap, Dawn. Come on. Come on, Dawn French. Simone's got a good old jigsaw (laughs) stash in her back pocket. Absolutely get involved. Uh, I made some bead animal key rings this week with my children. The little box that I'd bought a couple of months ago said for ages six and up. I'm not joking. It took me about an hour and a half (laughs) to work out how to do them. I was like, what six year old could do this? I found it really difficult, but I eventually made a unicorn, a dog, uh, a lizard and a butterfly. So there you go. I'm clearly an expert now. You are. Also this week, Simone, I I painted a picture which um, isn't very good. And it kind of occurred to me that everyone on social media that I've seen going, oh, I've just got my watercolours out for the first time in years. They're brilliant. Mine looks like it has been done by a six-year-old, but I'm going to share it anyway because I think we don't all need to be brilliant at all these kind of little side projects we're doing to keep our minds occupied. We can be rubbish. It's okay to be mediocre at (laughs) watercolours.
1: We give ourselves a hard time let's just lash some paint on a piece of paper it's all good put it in a frame in fact it's payback so all, all the times your kids have painted you those pictures that you've stuck on the fridge for years now's your chance to do it for your
0: kids and put it on their wall just I'm gonna, saying I'm going to make her do it absolutely look it's been brilliant to catch up as ever uh, we would love to hear from you on the Northern Power Women podcast whether you'd like to share your life lessons just drop us an email podcast at northernpowerwomen.com we can send you the questions out and you can send us a recording back. We'd love you to let us know what you'd like to talk about or do you think your life work balance might change following this? What little guilty pleasures have you been enjoying? We'd love to see your photos. You can tweet at North Power Women as well or find us on Instagram at Northern Power Women. Simone, once more, I'm saluting you from Arizona to Liverpool. We'll speak soon, right? Indeed, this time next week. (laughs) Yes, the next episode of the Northern Power Women podcast will be coming to you on April the 27th. Please do subscribe wherever you get your pods from. We'd love you to spend a minute to leave a review for us. It helps other people find us, so we'd so appreciate it. And we will speak to you very, very soon indeed. I'm Sam Walker and the Northern Power Women podcast is a What Goes On media production.